0: Alright guys, this is uh, Matt from Prime Anglin, uh, one of the largest JDM specialty lure shops on the south coast of England. We're currently out in Osaka at the moment, uh, having a look around the tackle shows, uh, picking up some awesome lures uh, to bring back with us. So this is the DNA Fishing Podcast with Dan and Ed. Welcome to episode 6 of the DNA Fishing Podcast with Dan and Ed. You join us on day eight of our spectacular trip to Osaka, Japan. Uh, I can't help but <laughs> say that I'm completely knackered, but wow, what what another great trip it's been.
1: Yeah, we're both shattered, right? <laughs>
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, they're, they're, and there are mitigating factors to this, which we're not going to bore you with today, but we will do when, in a week or two's time when we're both back home. Um can I stat attack you immediately? <laughs> yeah, please. Do you know how many miles we've walked this week? No, go, on. Give, go on. give me a guess. Oh, Take a stab in the dark no, at it. It's got to be... This isn't pre-planned, by the way, it's boys got, and girls.
0: got to be over 60.
1: Well, actually, it was less, but it's 49 miles logged on the phone, right? <laughs> 49 walking miles. <laughs> and many of that would have been tackle shops. Obviously, the Osaka show, which we'll talk about in a minute. But a great many of those miles would have been chasing George and Matt around, trying to find which local hostelries and fried chicken shops that we were happen to be meeting them on at various evenings throughout the trip. Um and as you can probably tell from that intro there, um in a busy bar, in a busy in a, uh busy bar in Umada, one late evening, George trying to find the cheapest beer in town. And um that intro was probably four or five beers in at that point. Um <laughs> But that was just one of another another great evening out here, and it's always good to meet up with George and Matt because um, they're always good company right um, yeah they're obviously here on professional business whereas we're at it more larking about a little bit right, but you've been out of them before when they're more on a more of a business
0: orientated trip yeah so yeah, how, would, how would they find that you they, think? they would have had a busy week uh, they were out uh quite a few days before we arrived and don't think I'm giving any trade secrets away. They would have been doing the rounds through having a look around all the um, all the wholesaler open days where they would have got like hands-on experience of all the latest stuff from all the manufacturers. So it might sound a bit weird. In fact, I felt a bit weird when, when I was introduced to it. But although you've got the Osaka show where, of course, everyone... You know everyone that's uh, exhibiting there is showing their wares, as it were. And in fact, there's a day, the the Friday before the weekend, um, that one's for the trade. Is actually there's like a pre day before all of that, where that where all the um, all the tackle manufacturers with their associated wholesalers, they're all there. They've got their little stands. It's quite nice, and you can ask them directly questions about their stuff. Um, most of them speak pretty good English. Yeah, so they would have had a they would have had a busy old time. Um, it was a, it was a
1: start lesson for me, to be honest. Talking to George about it because as a punter as I am, that would often bemoan about the lack of certain items on shelves or that I could order. Um, nothing I thought was particularly outrageous, but of course you got George and many others like him from all across the world, but but Europe predominantly what we would have been focusing on. Who are making concerted risks by ordering stuff now that's going to see them through twelve months, and that's hell of a gamble to take because, as George rightly pointed out to us, much of that may well end up in the reduced <laughs> basket at the end of an aisle in a shop somewhere because they yeah. just don't shift. So that's a big risk to take, right? Because this isn't this yeah. is, this isn't. You know, popping over on a ferry and loading the boot of a car out of a load of stuff. This is travelling the far corners of the world, making contacts and, let's face it, opening your wallet up, open hoping that you'll be able to shift that stuff over the next 12, 18, 24 months. I think that's a big gamble to take.
0: I, I wrote a note in the week, actually, something, just an observation, actually, in, in, in one of the shops we were in. Um, but I've definitely seen stuff in the bargain bins that you get in the tackle shops that was actually presented at last year's Osaka show as yeah. a new item. So it, it doesn't all make it, which no. is interesting, right? Because no. you know, we uh, we wholeheart wholeheartedly believe in JDM tackle when you think it's all fantastic, but it doesn't all make it for sure. No, and,
1: and big respect to George and, and Matt and the team and anyone else that's out here in the from the tackle industry trying to guess what the likes of us Herberts, uh, are going to want to be prepared it's one thing wanting something it's another thing parting yeah. with your money for it so yeah. um yeah big respect to them all man um because this is not an not an easy task and easy th-
0: for me being here not for them and then you've got the other end of the spectrum right so i think on our last podcast we uh, one of the sort of predictions, as it were, that we said about this trip is we were going to try and find some OSP dice rubber. I won't go into the details again, but it's a a bizarre uh, look, you know, like beyond anything we've seen before. And I don't think anyone would have guessed the popularity of that, but we're a year down the line now, and we've we've really struggled this week to try and secure them for ourselves. I mean, yeah, we've probably... The seventh or eighth shop of uh, trying, we finally um, got our hands on it. Like, and it was George that told us right? <laughs> yeah, he found George... them somewhere. Yeah, he found them. So, and you wouldn't have guessed that one. No. Nope. Uh, and then he go like it becomes hugely popular with anglers for whatever reason, and and you know the volume you know, the volume of stock isn't there to um, to outweigh the demand. So,
1: well, let's start off on dice rubbers then, because. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we spoke about it before. I think we spoke about it a couple of times before in the previous pods, and we were lucky enough to get our hands on some. Certain shops here are issuing only two packets per customer because they're coming in the door and they're shifting immediately. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you you picked up on it quickly, that other brands are now. Copy is a strong word, but they're certainly leaning heavily, You know, they're yeah. leaning heavily on that. Um, Rains was, Rains was one, one of I the closest saw. ones yeah very yeah. very tight um, so it, it reminds me that in actual fact out here we've had a similar problem with certain hard baits. 110's Vision 110's is another one which is I naively thought that I'd be turning up to some of these shops and they would have t- 10 metre long racks full of every 110 colour that I'd ever dreamt of And it's not been the case, right? Some shops are beginning and they might have had two. Mm. And I'm I'm not talking two colours. I'm talking two 110s on the shelf, right? So others have had a vaster range, but in most of the colours that would have been a mainstay for anyone who's been into um, using them over the years would probably have anyway. So there's just as much of a supply issue over here is there is anywhere in the world. Yeah. They're only made down the road, effectively, give or take, you know, for in geographical terms. So when we're bemoaning the fact that our shops can't get what we want, well, the same problem exists yeah. over here.
0: And I mean I've I've heard that urban urban legend, as it were, like several times that, you know, the good you know, the Japanese don't allow the good stuff out of the country. Mm. I mean it's nonsense it's the it's just the fact of the that the market is so massive here and by the way it's massive in all sorts of markets it's not just fishing tackle it's insane the level of commercialization that we've seen this week across all sorts of um different products but yeah like that fishing tackle never makes it out of the country because it's already gone there's not enough of it here to to uh, to reach all the Japanese anglers, never mind people abroad. Why would they send it abroad? You
1: could argue that it adds an element of exclusivity to it, right? Because you're not you, you're not washing the market out with it. If, if you know when Megabash drop a new SPC color, then if everyone in the world who wanting one can get one, yeah. it's not really an SPC color, right? Yeah, it's just a and other color. So yeah. there's I'm not sure this is this is um, that's done by design. But the effect is that you haven't got to hold your bottle away. Ed. This is this is real and raw, man. He's not drinking beer. Um, I know that Ben from the Hook Up Tackle isn't going to listen to this. I'd love him to. But his fascination with Orion, it's actually let me down a little bit because we picked up a couple of delicious cans of Finally, Orion last night. Two years try. And whether we got the wrong ones or not, I don't know. <laughs> that was not. Look, I've drunk worse. I've drunk worse this week, to be honest. But um, I don't know. Maybe we filled our belly up too much last night in that sweet, sweet chicken restaurant that we ended up in <laughs> yeah, with yeah. the kebab sticks. That's a story for another day. But that just popped up on, in my mind. Well, they
0: say never meet your heroes. I think Maybe they should elaborate. Mate, well, should never never meet your heroes. I'll beat. reach
1: over to our... Uh, here we go, because I, I, I'm going home tomorrow.
0: Oh, life. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, you having some of yeah. like that. Good I'll give it another up. go, because... Uh,
0: Live reaction.
1: One of the biggest no-nos on podding is listening to people drink or eat. I do know that. Because it's awful. It How's your flavoured water, man?
0: Delicious.
1: This is Orion the Draft. It's very hoppy. Anyway, that aside. It was worth a go. Um What's buzzed you, man, this week?
0: What's buzzed me? I don't. I don't know. I literally don't know. I'm in a. I'm in a daze. Yeah, we
1: are in a funk, aren't we? Yeah. Um, that was an unfair question.
0: And I think I think you mentioned it already. Like, I think the better podcast will probably be the next one when we've had some time to digest what the hell just happened. Like, yeah, it's been so intense. Um, we learnt some cool things that we didn't know before. Uh, we're lucky. We've got our. Um, our Japanese friend Mazza always helps us out on our questions. Like we met him at the show on Saturday and bombarded him with uh, questions as we always do. We found out that actually there's an east west uh, rivalry um, in Japan as a whole, but in fish and tackle too. So we've been struggling. We've already said we were struggling to get uh, OSP dice rubbers. OSP is. Uh, eastern tackle manufacturer and we're in Osaka which is in the you know granted to be the western the side of the the country and we were struggling for other OSP uh items that were on our um wish list and we were wondering why and yeah it ter- turns out that there is a bit of rivalry there so you know an angler an angler in the west of the country is more likely to use depths, maybe, than they are OSP. So there you go. That's one That's one thing that we've learned by being here that we wouldn't necessarily have yeah. um, understood from outside.
1: Yeah, and that's the kind of thing we we wouldn't have known unless Mazza would have told us, because that wouldn't <laughs> Never, have no. seemed immediately obvious, would it? No, it wouldn't. So there is that... Um, that kind of East West rivalry thing going on and he was talking about, you know, obviously B-Wire is over this side and then there's another lake over the other side and tr- me, I think. Yeah, that's right, yeah, trends change and attitudes change towards certain brands and things like that, which is something I've never really considered before. But um but that was interesting. And ultimately we put the moles in and I found what I wanted, give or take really, so you know, I wasn't um you know, I'm not gonna go away disappointed in in that I haven't uh, discovered what we actually were after. Um, I think one of the things we should probably talk about, because it felt unique, was that little Megabass show that we visited <laughs> yeah. on the. So that was on the morning.
0: Saturday morning. The
1: Saturday morning before we went to the main Osaka Tackle show. There was quite a distance between the two. Yep. I'm not talking hours away, but you know, it, it was far enough. So they weren't like related in that way. But it felt more like an art installation, right? It wasn't really yeah. a full-on. This is what we do, and please go to your local retailer and buy it. It was more. It was very
0: delicate. If you know, it was like yeah. a soft sell rather than a a hard push. It wasn't like anything that we would see. At no, that, I oh no. I, no. I, I can't actually say that I understood it fully. Like, no. like I think I think your analogy of it being like an art installation is is good, but. I don't think it was pretentious no, either. I no. mean, the guy that welcomed us had a crash helmet on. He did have a helmet on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was the first kind of weird thing. But then you you learn to accept this kind yeah, of nonsense in yeah. Japan. Uh, so once we got past the dude that was wearing a crash helmet for no apparent reason, um, we joined a queue. Uh, the Japanese are very polite, so you know we can't say that we own queuing uh in the uk the japanese are are well up on that and we queued up to basically buy a catalogue um which you know like that is one of the treasures that i'm taking home with me and then after we'd done that uh, they were very polite and they allowed us to purchase one of their catalogues we had a look around at some of the new uh it was well what what was basically on display was the new hard baits that um are due over the next twelve months or so, but maybe more even more interesting than that they had pretty much the whole rod range, so you know that that was good for us to allow us to pick up um both new models and old models, get a feel for what the difference is between the two. I really enjoyed that. Uh, but it was a squeeze in there wasn't it It was kind it was of tight. a one in one out policy
1: yeah like yeah, to step out a couple of times it was hot i had to just step yeah. outside just to breathe a little bit because it was it was tight and it was a very small room i mean i i can't really pick a um pick anything to kind of give everyone an idea of what that was like but it was you know it was tight in there let's 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 be uh let's be honest about it um when you mentioned about the, the whole rod range it was Everything from the cook eyes, right? The saltwater range, yeah. um, some great hunting stuff in there, so some yeah. of their trout stuff. Um, New squid range, it was all oh, there. squid, yeah. P5 range, it, yeah. It, and it was nice to pick, nice in the sense of it's nice to feel and touch a rod that that we may have been looking at or looking for over the years. But knowing full well that it's not like we can buy one and bring one home because that's just impossible. So yeah.
0: um Well that's another point actually, because I'd forgotten I'd learnt this. And I think you've learnt that this this week as well, is when you go to these huge tackle shops they haven't got rows and rows of rods. No. They're all in their backs. Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah. You, it's down to of you to already know what yeah, you want. And you need, just go over there and pick it up. Yeah. You can't be picking up rods in the shop. They're, they're not there. That's right. right. And I, I'm actually struggling to think whether anyone, uh, any of the big shops we went in had rows and rows of rods. I don't I don't think they did. Some of the
1: the, the Tackleberry second-hand, so they had, they had all their yeah. second-hand rods out. Um for obvious reasons because you want to check condition and and all these different things right but um yeah that's a very fair point isn't it because we I think we've had this conversation before not on the pod but how the the Japanese style is they know what they want and they go and buy it rather than they got yeah. some money to burn
0: and where can it be best spent yeah. so um and I and this links also to the point of like the mayhem of the show or the mayhem of these gigantic multi-story uh tackle shops that you go. I'm really starting to feel that as an angler, Japanese one or a visiting English angler, you it's impossible it's impossible to gauge the entire range or market. I, I I'm starting to feel like any angler has to align with their favourite brands or, or or something to be able to dissect what is an insane range yep. so that they can focus on something. It's the same at the show, isn't it? I mean, even, even two days at the show, it's impossible to see everything. And, in fact, not only that, but on the weekend, uh, on the Saturday and the Sunday... It is so busy at the show. We're talking tens of thousands of people, of anglers there, of all ages, mental. Um, Like, it is so, like, every... You know, we went on the... The one I remember is we went on the Daiwa stand when we arrived, and I had a few things in mind that I wanted to look at. I, I didn't get anywhere near those things, like... If there was a reel that I wanted to look at, it was, it was three deep in people when I arrived there, and I just the point I'm trying to make is, I think unless you went to a show like that with a hit list of exactly what you wanted to see, you know, let's say that Ten Roos just released its new um, h uh, its hard rock fishing rods, which they have. Uh, then you might want to you know make a beeline for 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 that stand and that rod on that stand and have a waggle of it and and kind of like answer your own questions but to just turn up like we do to come and browse that is just an insane task yeah yeah it
1: is just reminding me though we did pick up those uh, little digital uh daiwa baitcasters yeah we did they're not um, that little though, are they? Breaking news, they're not that little and they're heavy. So before you start, you're going to drop a £1,000 on one, probably yeah. more. Um, don't say we didn't tell you. Handsome, yeah. pretty flashing lights on the side and stuff. Yeah. Heavy. Um, so yeah, the show is so vast and so extreme in terms of people and volume and heat. Man, it was hot in there at times. Um, in fact, everywhere indoors in Japan is hot. They, 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 they just love the temperature whacked up as high as they can. Um, it, we weren't. This sounds a downer, and it's not a downer. We weren't presenting on every stand with mind blowing new products, right? Which was just like, oh man, that's coming. We can't wait to see that. Whether it was um, from light game right the way up through to to the big boy, you know heavy vertical jigging setups and all these different things. Um, So I didn't come away with um, like a mad optimism of what is going to be available over the next 12 months, two years, three years, by the time it bleeds its way through to us in the UK. Um, And that's not to be a downer on it, and, and I guess that's probably... Understandable in a way because we're not talking about any giant leaps and bounds here, we're talking about little marginal gains on stuff yeah, and definitely. little tweaks to the range So, um, what I did enjoy was that, particularly in the big players, Shimano and Daiwa, is that in contrast to when we've seen De- Daiwa and Shimano at the non show years ago, yeah, which they would very much kind of target their audience there, here. They they had showcased kind of every product from the kid stuff through
0: everything
1: squid, octopus fishing, bait fishing. Bait, I mean, everything you can imagine, yes. ISO fishing, right the way through their Te- range.
0: techniques you can't even identify. Just, as a oh, yeah.
1: I, it was stuff there, it was making my eyes roll in the back of my head because I didn't quite understand what I was seeing. And it's at that point that you
0: realise how big those yeah. two companies are. Oh. Isn't it? When you, when you, because it's not what's the saying? Piece mill. It's not it's not just show, they're not ticking boxes. No. Those are proper Yeah, you know, the stuff that we're into, the lure stuff, those are proper ranges. You yep you'd use any of that stuff. Yep. It's not tat at all.
1: Well look, as we walk past like they're, they're bait again, it's too wide a word, like just bait fishing, right, for what they were presenting. There must have been eighty, ninety hundred all more rods for different styles of just boat this was just boat stuff they would have had other stuff for different styles of fishing with bait right and and it's indescribable sorry it's difficult it's impossible to describe what all of those would have done because you can't as you can't take all that in in one go right you you just can't see it or for any of us particularly with a a saltwater persuasion there probably would have been 25 rods there that we all would have killed to own for yeah oh that would make a great rod for this and that would make a great rod for that um but again we it's impossible to cover all that in, in one go particularly when it's so busy there and you're on this almost a conveyor
0: belt of people getting shuffled along mate there was a point Somewhere in the middle of the day I think we'd gone to get a a drink. So so basically the the, the rough format of the show is there's I think there was four massive um uh rooms. Hangers almost yeah, yeah beyond rooms. Yeah, like hangers. Four massive rooms basically full of fish and tackle. And you can imagine that, you know, like navigating between those four rooms, there was a lot of people. And I remember we'd gone for a drink. Uh, you know, we, we tapped out. <laughs> we tapped out and gone for a drink and we were just kind of, where are we going to go next? OK, we'll go in this you know room four or whatever down the way. And like I was saying, it's all very polite, even when it's that busy and there's, you know, proper queuing going on, et cetera. So we're like, OK, let's, you know, let's get in the queue. Let's find the back of the queue. And I'm not exaggerating. There was no back of the queue. I, I've never seen anything like that before. There was a queue, but it didn't have an end because there were so many people involved, going from room to room. It was just an endless flow of people. No exaggeration. It was absolutely mental. <laughs> it was there was never, never ending. Tens of thousands of I, people. It's there.
1: incredible. I, 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 I'd love to know the numbers on that stuff. Yeah. I'll, because it it first of all it just shows how popular angling is here. But there were families, there were kids, there were youngsters, there were older guys, there were yeah, um, fam- when I'm talking families, I'm talking mum, dad, the kids. It was a full on day out for everybody, and the people on the stands. You got Japanese pros there who who on you know, ashamed to say that I didn't recognise any of these people, but they're being treated there like celeb- the celebrities oh, that they celebrities. are. I mean, you talk yeah. about queues, people queuing up to get photographs, selfies and autographs of these people. Yeah. And the reason it was, a lot of it was taking so long. We were stood next to one guy. Um, He was fully liveried up. He had all the gear on and all that kind of stuff. And for every. Autograph that he did, he was drawing him a picture. Did you see that I fella didn't there? See that. He was drawing, and I'm not talking just a picture of a fish with a smiley face on it. This was a proper picture that he was drawing for those who asked for it. I guess they would ask nicely. Like
0: Japanese Ralph Harris.
1: Let's, um, <laughs> we'll draw a veil over that. But, um, yeah, it was, it was insane, right? And again, that politeness thing of everyone was just happy to wait their turn because they were, it was going on forever. The young, I'll say young Japanese. They were young Japanese girls, right? You know, I presume they might be 16, 17, eighteen that are part of these teams. Yeah. There's, I don't. It sounds. I'm, I'm doing them a disservice by calling them like show girls or poster yeah. girls. But
0: well, yeah, but don't forget their pro staff, the females yeah. on their pro staff, they would teach us both the lesson. Oh, of like, course like, they would. They're, 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 they've been doing this longer than anyone else. Hundred percent. They had, they had attractive ladies fishing, fishing. Well, before Instagram was a thing, yeah, right. Which is kind of now, I think, where yeah. we get bombarded with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like they're way ahead of us. They're way ahead of us. Some of the, some of those female anglers are uber celebrities. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, Maz was telling us as much, right? Do you know what I mean? You know. Yeah. So that was that was an eye opener, right? Absolutely incredible. Um, I'm just trying to think some pimp gear that we would I mean, it goes without saying there was a lot of pimp gear. I'm just gonna asterisk this or, or kind of bullet point this by saying I don't swear on this podcast very often. I was fucked Saturday, I've been I've been ill. No one wants to hear about that. I will tell you about it on the next pod. I was destroyed at Saturday at the show on Zark, so much so I fell asleep at the biggest tackle show probably in the world. I had a sleepy there. That aside, um, it's a mild excuse because a lot of this stuff just went out. I, I just was, you know, in years to come up someone would say, Oh Dan, have you ever been to that tackle show in a circle? And i would say, I don't know. I was there, I'm not sure I saw anything. But the point being is, I do remember, of course I remember stuff that we saw and all that, but I was in a slight daze, I was in a little bit of a haze that day. So um I can't think... There wasn't nothing mind-blowing there other than to say that it was all mind-blowing, right? Because yeah. it, it's all great. Um, and, for example, Rains had a very small affair there, but it was very interesting. And, and yeah. you're kind of looking at, right, okay, where well they've dropped that range and they're bringing this range in and stuff like that. I don't think any of it's going to be major shakes for us back home. A lot of it would be useful Which for us cool. back home. It's just cool stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that kind of stuff, it's all that's when we say marginal gains. It's all just little tweaks and moves and yeah. a new colour. It's not reinventing the wheel. No. Then they haven't there's no golden goose there that's yeah. all of a sudden dropped a brand new Azy Law that's
0: a game changer. Well let, let's say that then. I mean it, yeah, like I'll caveat it as well. Like I think we're already coming across that it's an impossible task to try and get your head across absolutely everything that's going on. So I apologize up front if we missed something, but I would say having visited this show, this is the third time I've visited, I feel like there is a deceleration of innovation happening and not for the want of trying like you hear excuses about COVID and lockdown and things like that. I just think I just think we're coming on the back end of a terrific few years of innovation. If you kind of think of what's happened to Rods at all price points over the last what five to ten years. Mm. I mean, what you get now for your money is you know like, like, what what are we expecting of the next thing to yeah. be like? Yeah. yeah, I mean that 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 race is still happening with you know if we picked like agi rods, which are you know the fastest, lightest, you know, arguably the Formula One of fishing rods because they're the lightest end. I mean that race is still happening for the lightest rod, and you know maybe there was a rod at the show where they'd managed to get another gram off of it. But that's where we're yeah. at. It is to your yeah. point, it is marginal gains. Like it's not, it's not like there's a brand new rod technology that's no. nope. going to deliver it. We're, we're already there. We're already. Yeah, there, that's it. It feels
1: that said, there will be. I'm, I'm going to say old heads, but I mean that. Disrespectfully, maybe, but respectfully, for those that were aboard that first wave of Rain's um, ASII rods, ringer rods, and stuff that came through, oh man, what are we talking, 10, 12 years ago? I don't it's know. About that, yeah. um, I'm still rocking one of them now. I know you are as well. Yeah. It's still like, you know, in one, one right of our up favourites up, up, up there yeah. for a variety of different jobs. Um, rain's new range of of, of blanks were very cut back and minimal minimalistic yeah all black not yeah. all colored up no and green. green no green, no, green, in green sight. no white on there anymore um well those are very short i think they did a 411 or something yeah. you know very very short thing. stuff um so they might bleed their way over to through us in the next few years you never know i mean i'm not sure how they'll work their way to us anymore but um you never know. They, you know, someone might pick up and run with it because I'm sure they would shift. And you know, you're probably getting something as unique as it is, could well perform in as well. It's easy to get lost when you're there in a, in amongst all the other manufacturers that are there. All of them are doing Mebaru rods and Aji rods and yeah. HRF rods. Hence,
0: you've got to align with your favourites. Well, for whatever the, reason. That's right. Yeah.
1: That's right. Yeah. So that was that was one of the things that stuck out to me was it was nice to see a new range of rains rods just for prosperity as much as anything else because you know it was um, it was lovely to get hold of those in the first wave so you know now we're four five six seven eight incarnations down the road I suppose. So a random
0: a random thing that I spotted was. A bit mind blowing, actually, and this isn't going to in- this isn't going to interest anyone listening. But several brands have bought out crankbaits, baits that are dedicated to catching gobies, the smallest of fish, at last. <laughs> and if you think about that, well, let me let me describe what's happened, basically. So. Reading between the lines. So, although when I say they've released uh, lures to target Gobi specifically, I mean they literally have. They're in packaging that highlights that they are target for targeting Gobi. And reading between the lines, with a little bit of help from Mazza, as always, is basically these little tiny crankbaits are trout crankbaits. And then the hooks have basically been tuned for small mouths. So to be honest with you, the first time I even acknowledged it, the reason that I even spotted it amongst, you know, a wall of a gazillion other hard baits is because I saw this tiny crankbait and it had two little assist hooks like we use on little 3-gram metals for LRF stuff, which was obviously a bit weird. I was like, what the hell is this all about? And that's, you know, when I observed that, that... some manufacturers were starting to do that and as the week's gone on we've seen various manufacturers uh, have got a solution for that and I think what I love most about that is that somewhere along the line someone has decided to do that first off Mm. so like you you could do it at home like I wish I'd thought of it you know like tune what you've already got to target what you want to get, and I know there'll be people laughing at anyone targeting gobies, but the point is that's your target. You know, like I say I'm sometimes, wouldn't it be cool to catch a whatever on a whatever? So someone's done that. They've come up with a solution of how they can fish, in this case, tiny hooks on a on a hard bait. And then the most bizarre part of it is there's it's garnered enough interest that several tackle manufacturers have gone to the effort of producing professional versions of those with the packaging and promotion and everything that goes along with it. Mm. I mean, for me that's you know, that's the epitome of JDM tackle, isn't it? It wouldn't yeah, happen anywhere else. And
1: you're right, this wasn't just one manufacturer, some weird bespoke little artisan manufacturer that yeah. did it. I've, I bought one and I can't remember what brand it was. Now I'm pretty sure I saw a Duo one. Um, I want to say Lucky Craft. I might have got a Lucky Craft one, but I, I, I might. once I dig everything out when I get home, I'll, I'll take some pictures and put it up on Insta. But um, because I couldn't see that and then not buy that, I mean, that, when I, well, I when <laughs> that's over, what
0: it's like. That's when it, that's why we're broke. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when I'm, whenever that's going to get used or not, I don't know, but it will certainly be nice to be looked at in a packet. That's for sure. Um, although I did buy some spare, like. The so hooks on them are like little assist hooks, right? Yeah. Um, so it'll be nice to play with anyway, if nothing else. Um, the trout game over here is strong.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is a good topic.
1: Really strong. And so much so that one of the brands I was, well, always looking for mega bass stuff. And I was looking at some of the great, before I came out, the great hunting stuff because they'd be cool little perch baits, the, the nice, little, yeah. perfect little canal baits in many ways. Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw any mega bass great hunting. um no, slim pickings. Hard baits at all.
0: Yeah, slim pickings. A lot
1: of other brands. There were racks and racks
0: and racks of the stuff. Um, well, I, I I say I don't think anyone confirmed this, but I I would say. Again, leaning on my extensive three three years experience, mm. <laughs> um, I would say that the trout. The trout stuff's on the up, and and this is an interesting larger subject actually, because we heard from uh, at least a couple of different sources that the uh, freshwater, you know, uh, black bass, largemouth bass uh, fishing in Japan is in trouble, and and I don't really know the details, so I'm not going to guess it, but I'm guessing it could be due to probably due to angling uh, pressure foremost. But, yeah, app- apparently that's on the downside now, which which is a shame, but, um, you know, coming at it not from an angler perspective, coming coming at it from a tackle perspective, it very much feels like tackle manufacturers are starting to hedge their bets a little bit by focusing a bit more on disciplines like uh, trout lure fishing, but also a bit more in saltwater as well. I forget where we heard that, but we've definitely listened to someone saying that um, Japanese tackle manufacturers uh, are spending more time um, developing tackle on the saltwater side, whereas you know that that resource has come from somewhere. It's probably come from freshwater bass, which I thought was interesting,
1: and that will benefit.
0: The rest of us around the world, long term, especially those
1: particularly or particularly those that like fishing for bass, some from the bass. shore for our bass, yeah. yeah, yeah, for 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 sea run bass, um, because if there's gonna be a little bit more, let's not say innovation, but but sort of more R and D put into yeah. some of those baits, then that will drip feed itself down to us eventually yeah and it'd be interesting to see where that goes um another one of the things that buzzed us up particularly over here was the bream stuff oh right yeah. so in in some of the bigger stores out here, and there may be some people listening that have been over here before and and they know full well what we're talking about um I'd never experienced shops of this size outside of America. These are incredible places. Incredible shops. You know, Tackle Shop doesn't do it a service very well, you know. It's uh, three or four stories of everything that you can imagine in every style of fishing that you can imagine. And there were sections in in most of these larger retail stores exclusively handed over to bream fishing. Now, I know that for... Again, some of the older players in the game that won't become as a massive surprise because we've always had Chinu jig heads, drip feed their way over to us, and yeah. um, Bream prawns, and yeah. and all these different things that we've had over the years. But this was more your free rigs, and it seems it's changing a little bit. And it was right, particularly for you and I. Right? I mean, it was right in our wheelhouse. Oh, that was It was. Great was. To it was. Yeah, and 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 being able to grab some stuff at the same time. Um, any Art of Fishing fans would be pleased to know that a lot of the soft plastics that we saw out here, Ben will, will certainly was doing off the shelf. Um, uh, fish Arrow, I'm looking predominantly. They do some cool um, creature baits and stuff specifically for free rigging and things like that. So I know Ben keeps those on the shelf and they were, they were, seem to be popular over here. Um, so it would seem that as these uh, the floor space in these shops after re- is, is less taken up with freshwater bass angling, then they're having to start handing it over to other things. Yeah. So, um, I I can't say what it would have been like last year or the year before because I wasn't here. But um, I certainly said by the look of your face when it's like, oh man, check all this stuff out, right? Because this is yeah. something that is completely for the. I guess most of our listeners are from the UK. If you're not, please forgive us. Anyone from the UK, particularly you have access to a boat of some kind and you have a historical bream fishing from back in the day, used to go out as kids or go bait fishing with um, uh, squid and all that kind of stuff to go and crouch, catch bream, this stuff is right in your alley. This is it's all entirely feasible. It's not particularly complicated. But in fact, it's very simple. That's kind of the genius of it. Um but that's all there, particularly some of the rods and stuff, which is was all, you know, sort of a lot of um solid tip stuff and all that kind of game, right? Do you know what yeah. I mean? So that got us quite excited out here. And certainly picked up some stuff as well to uh to add to the arsenal ready for it won't be long now, man. We're looking at May, right? We might be able to start might giving be some out of the a the first go. stuff we've bought
0: that gets used.
1: Yeah, sure, it probably yeah. will be, wouldn't it? Realistic. I'll tell you what
0: I spotted, or what, you know, now we're talking about it several days later. What stuck in my mind is you raised it there. Like, we've had various jig heads that have come across to the UK, and, you know, we. to be fair, we probably didn't know what they were. But now we look back and. We know they had Chinu written on uh the packet, which I think is Black Sea Bream. And you know, generally the pattern that you would always get with this Chinu stuff it would be an extra heavy hook, right? Because yeah. those things have got You seem too heavy. Yes, well that was the thing that I picked up this yeah. time. Is it almost seemed like there was a finesse yeah. a more finesse uh, small targeting smaller yeah. fish. Side that was coming through, which was really nice. Well, and it
1: did make us wonder today, particularly because oh, yeah. we well, watched, this is good. Topical, we saw yeah. some bream today. Oh, they were monsters, weren't they? And I don't know where. This is very built-up area. You know, it's all concrete. Urban, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's not the prettiest of places. Estuary, yeah. And there was some big bream there. We were really thinking big. minimum four pound and upwards. Uh, if
0: if there there could have been an eight pound easily,
1: hour, and they're fishing in shallow water. They're, they're, sorry, they're feeding in shallow water, really shallow yeah. water. Um, if guys were targeting those, you could understand that they're having stout hooks. Yeah. Probably quite heavy line, because <laughs> anyone who's caught a two pound bream will know that it will have a little run on you. Imagine those really ones attached, there right? there was no you couldn't let that fish run because you would get done immediately and it's surrounded
0: so, by boulders oh kind of sharp shellfish yeah,
1: yeah yeah anyone who's familiar with fishing breakwaters or piers would know that you know but you get you get done by that monster ballon that lives on the end that you know you can't stop him because he's got too much power for you um so I wonder if, looking back now, maybe if that was the plan for this, if, if people were fishing in built-up, heavy yeah. um, areas where you you hitting and holding hitting rather and than hold. there's no yeah. sport element to it, maybe it's a bit cruel. But um, I'm sure it's good fun. But those fish today, you know... It You'd w- have to have a style you, you you couldn't have gone down over a seven-gram rod and thought, well, I'll let it run. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, yeah. it, you would be you would be done within an instant but this is bearing in mind i say we're in early february and i know they're a different brain to ours right we're not we're, we're comparing apples and oranges here a little bit do you know what i mean um you know they're not i don't know what that specific species is do you know what that is
0: i only know it's a black sea brain
1: they, they call it a black sea brim, right? I I think that's different again to the Aussie black bream. It's closer to
0: some of their bream for sure. They got bigger
1: mouths. Yeah, it's
0: a bit more of a pointy mouth. So it's
1: almost a bit more gilt heady in head shape in mouth size. I'm not saying it's a gilt head. I'm just saying compared to a black bream per se, which is a small
0: mouth. To be honest, it's more like a probably more getting on for a snapper. It's on its way to that's a fair, yeah. That's probably right.
1: a better analogy to be honest, um, better comparison rather. But yeah, that was pretty cool to see those things down there today. Yeah, that was it. February feeding up shallow. They looked entirely catchable, by the way. You know, they were just not landable. just you would never have done anything <laughs> with it. And <laughs> yeah. you're not even sure you're allowed to fish for anything there anyway. But yeah, it's um, good to see that. so that was pretty cool to see. Um, We've both spent a lot of pocket money this week, right, haven't we? We've got we we've got some... Depends st- who's listening. We've got some stuff. Well, if HMRC are listening, it's already too late. <laughs> if our wives are listening... We're dead. Then, well, I'm, I'm as surprised as anyone is by that fact. If our wives are listening, just subscribe, please. Don't, Love you,
0: darling. Don't
1: get this for nothing. Please subscribe. Um, so that's that. For those of you who have been good enough to stick with us over the past few weeks, or... Months now, I suppose it is. We're going to be rewarding that lorty because we are bringing some stuff back for you. In quite how we're going to format this in terms of giving it away or not, we haven't worked it out yet. Um, I'm going to give. I think I'm going to give away a packet of dice rubbers, right? You know, share the wealth, right? Do you know what I mean? But I think I'm going to do. I am. Yeah, there we go. I've just said it. I'm going to do it. So, how are we going to format this? I don't know. Um, Was that that rubbish colour you got? It was the bag that split that <laughs> fell on the floor. No, of course, I wouldn't do such a thing. Um, but we're going to do that and some other stuff. Our little conversation we've had through this week is the more subscribers we can pick up through the week, the more pimp stuff we'll give away. Not as one big go, you know, someone just gets everything. We'll drip feed it out a little bit. Um, so, yeah, tell your friends. Get them to subscribe because there's a chance they're going to... For, 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 well, not even the price of a stamp. For the price of listening, you're gonna get some pimp JDM, could be a bag of dice rubbers, it could be some pimp hard baits, it could be we've got some cool gear, right? So, um, you know, we uh we're happy to give something away for those of you who've been kind enough to listen to us over the last few months and things like that. Um It's all a bit hazy, man, isn't it really? Yeah, I it's think, all a bit a how, good place how far have we uh that's a good place given these good well. people? We we're forty forty five minutes in. I'm more phone tomorrow. You're hanging about, right? You yep. I don't quite know what you're gonna do now.
0: No, I don't. Um uh, my suitcase is already full, so yeah. uh yeah. On a Kit Kat hunt or something, Kit maybe? Kit Kat Hunt, definitely.
1: Um what
0: was that one you got earlier? Oh, we got it was uh, like a tea flavoured. Uh
1: one. there were two tea flavoured ones. <sighs> tea with milk. Okay, yeah Um
0: Alright, all about the Kit Kats. Just...
1: So there was that, yeah. Um We'll talk. Maybe we'll do a Kit Kat special at some point <laughs> in the future. Maybe we'll give away some Kit Kats. See if we can get the good people of. Uh, no, I'm not giving away any Kit Kats. Dice rubbers is step, one step thing. Step too far. Kit Kats is <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, so that was that. i um, You can probably tell my voice is not great. Neither of our voices have been too great this past couple, particularly the past few days. Jet lag is a killer. And jet lag comboed up with a cold is double. It's like a it's like an uppercut. It's a gut punch, is what it is. That said, I've had the time of my life the past week. I've never quite experienced a place like this before. It's just um it's just off the scale. Busy and buzzing and excitable. I can't I, I can't explain it. And I do understand that people might listen and go, well, this is a podcast, Dan. Like, try and explain it, because that's kind of what we're <laughs> well, listening to. Well, that's what by. the next podcast will Yeah, we Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll get into the thick of it. Um, Need some serious computing we'll, of that. Date. We'll digest some uh, what we've bought, and that will probably give us all a better indication of where we're at with things, where our ads are at in any particular places at any particular moment. What I will say is, before we go, the reason we put in a lot of miles... Was because particularly you were keen to hit up some various like out of towny kind of tackle shops, so we jump on the old rattler, jump on the train, get out of town, and just wander around and hit three or four of these places up. Some of them weren't so great. I mean, no, no. they were all great, but By some comparison. we were in and out. We didn't yeah. really spend a lot of time in. But I want to sign off. But you're talking about that tackle shop that we went in with our friend round the corner. Who had all the certificates up on the wall?
0: Oh wow, yeah, that was epic.
1: So let's just sign off with that little story there, because yeah. it, it, this was just the maddest little place I've ever been in.
0: Yeah, that was good. So the, you know, I mean, that's the funny. The funny thing is, you do you do your homework before you come out. You're on Google Maps looking for fishing shops, but it's the big thing of Japan, right? Is um, they don't necessarily need to speak English, so unless you know how to search in japanese you you're only going to see a subset of um what's available and we we just fluked upon uh a tackle shop and you know the images that were on google of this tackle shop it was it looked quirky but it wasn't really inviting you know as to there's two English uh, lads, you know, like... I would have it, almost walked past it.
1: Yeah, we, and it you'd be thinking
0: always, oh, it could be a bit awkward. Yeah. We don't speak yeah. any Japanese. Yep. Like, you know, it could be a bit awkward and it kind of looked a bit like someone's home. Yeah, there was a car and some tools There's out some, front. And a surfboard on top of it. And yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, oh, okay. But we braved it. We were polite when we walked in. We were the only people in the shop. Um, there were people eating dinner. Inside. Oh were they? Yeah. Oh okay. Well, he yeah, it is also. Yeah, there's a cafe and a <laughs> restaurant. It is it's a bonkers little yeah. place. And um <coughs> you know, we we nodded and bowed our way in and smiled and it was obvious that the tackle was kind of up a tiny little staircase up from this kind of cafe restaurant bit. And and the, the tackle was kind of well, it was kind of running down the stairs, wasn't yeah, it? It kind of yeah. overflowed the top floor and had worked its way down the stairs and a little bit out there. And um yeah, well firstly, I mean, you know, like I'm not I'm not a big man at all and I I, I barely squeezed up those stairs between, I don't know how he managed it, it was I was like I was internally in, in I was like please don't knock anything oh, over please man. don't
1: knock anything over I was frightened to death I, 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 we're a typical tourists we've got a coat on that's too big rucksack because it's been cold and raining got a rucksack over us yeah, and all that, and and there is no room. You got this tiny little witches' staircase that ran up the side there. Oh, I was side so And it. it was anxiety-inducing in the beginning yeah. because
0: it, and it did feel like that we shouldn't be, be there. there,
1: although we were kind of invited in if that makes sense or well, maybe
0: we just naively we weren't allowed in <laughs> we just oh, It took our money though, right <laughs> yeah he took our money at the end yeah he but be. he had some gear in there man oh he? it was like an Aladdin's cave in Gee there whiz. Yeah, again you couldn't it was tiny really yep um but you couldn't see it all and there was stuff piled on other stuff yep. but there were lures and lure colors in there that well I think we said afterwards we were going through like, I still don't know what you got, and you no, don't know what I no. got, but yeah know, there was stuff in there that's like I was looking at the color on some mega bass stuff, and that's been on the shelf since two thousand and two mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just what a mental little place and yeah. then then this is this is off the back of us explaining just how many tens of thousands of millions of of anglers there are in Japan, and you're like how. Have, how has this stuff not already been, yeah, like, been gobbled up, up? Inhaled yeah. by local
1: collectors I even. I don't
0: get it. It, and, and it. And it started to make me think... I think I said in the last podcast, like my opinion changes every time I come out. You know, I, I, w- I was in a place where I was like, oh, Japanese tackle's all about fashion and the latest thing. And then I feel like I'd evolved on from that to, no, it's not about fashion it's about an arms race of showing pressured fish something new but then this this thing of like there's stuff in there that would be new now because yeah. it's like over 20 years old it's effectively new to yeah. fish because the fish yeah. aren't aren't 20 years That's old right. but it's still on the shelf so yeah. now what is it not it's not getting bought up by Japanese anglers because it's just not cool and it's not new. I, I, I literally don't know why. No. Well at some point retro becomes cool again though, right? Yeah, I mean yes, the stuff so. that I bought in there, like it's not it's not disadvantaged, it's nope. not you know oh, I don't wanna do I wanna slag off Rapala. It's want. not a bit of Bolsawood. It's like yeah. it's got all the tech inside yeah. that makes the you know Japanese lures great. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't get it, but no, it was a it, great It experience. was Yeah, it was wonderful,
1: and it, it kind of con- contrasted not nicely with that Megabass show, which was, again, I'm making it sound like an art installation, it wasn't as bougie as that, and it wasn't pretentious, no, it but wasn't. it was certainly the latest. So you've gone in there, and we've seen the new 110 Shadow runner. Albeit yeah. a, a distance, you know, yeah. behind a perspex wall, so we can't actually touch it and stuff like that. <laughs> but, but, so that is, you know, the, the next incarnation of what probably those of us who enjoy jerkbait fishing will be thinking, I can't wait till they drop at some time because I'm it's gonna, a new tool, right? I'm going to get one. New yeah. tool does something different. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. For those of us that thought 1.5 meters was just too deep. Oh, very, us. very deep. If only if I could get that up a bit. Um, but that aside, you know, I'm not denying the fact, if they dropped, I could get my hands on one, then yeah. then I'm, I'm getting the old MasterCard out, right? Yeah. And then you got that place there, which was Aladdin's Cave is the perfect description of it. Um, f- for Abu fans, retro Abu fans, would would have been crying into yeah. their Orion in there because he had some old BC some reels good, in there yeah. that even I, you know, I've had some Abus over the years, like like... Particularly, anyone with a saltwater persuasion background in the UK would have had. He had some gear in there. He had some little three and a half thousands in there, right?
0: Yeah, it was a three and a half thousand. There was at least a couple of two and a half thousand, which Shallow is the schools. one everyone wants. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, man. it was good. And there was and, a lot
0: of old gear in there. More
1: after this week, the language barrier is is problematic because for a variety of reasons. Japan is well catered for for English people. Don't worry about that. You can navigate and find yourself around your way around and order some dinner. It's never a problem. But that guy in there with his certificate... He had Japan record certificates up yeah. on the wall dating back some generations, mind. But he had them up there.
0: Championship trophies Oh, in the...
1: if we were fluent in Japan, God, Japanese, yeah, we, would have been we could have sat in there time. all afternoon, yeah. right? And he would have imparted some knowledge. I just know that because yeah. he knew... You just tell that he knew his stuff, right? He was just he, he was a bit of an old master, a bit of an old... Uh, he would have been a black belt, bass angler sort of thing, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, as we say, there will be more incoming. We might be able to stretch this out over as many episodes and probably until you guys are bored of it, to be honest. Um, but we just thought after this, we, we had to drop something on you know, whilst we're in our dingy little hotel room. Well, it's not dingy, but it is little. No, it's light, but it's tiny, especially for f- two, two fully grown <laughs> human adults, um, both of which who have had a cold at some stage during yeah. this week. So it's lucky we got on well, man, isn't it? Otherwise, we might have, we might have divorced this week. One of us would have yeah, killed the other one. We might have divorced this week. So thanks again to Matt for our intro at the beginning. Um, we might have one from his boss man come on. Well, that's a law. We have got the best intro, and that, with all due disrespect to anyone who's offered us an intro before, my daughter included, by the way, George's one is epic, and that'll be the next one. Yeah, for that alone, just coming, it is alone. incredible. Next, next, uh, the next instalment of the DNA Fishing Pod. Thanks everyone for your kind of messages. We've had some more this week via our Insta, actually. So, um, really kindly, we always appreciate your kind of messages. At gmail.com. It's up. anything you want us to talk about regarding wild time out here by all means drop some message, hit us up on Insta, Facebook, you know where to find us but until then I'm getting my passport out man, I'm leaving on your own for a week and uh, hopefully you'll leave the sake alone and we'll catch up when you get back <laughs> tight lines everyone speak to you later